Welcome to Life in Motion podcast, where we talk about different life issues through our perspective. We started this podcast because life be lifing whether you're ready for it or not. And we thought it would be a good idea to just join forces and try and navigate some of those issues. Okay, so in today's episode, we're talking about navigating parental relationships, but from the perspective of us being adults. I feel like when we're children, it's very clear. We don't know anything. We're still learning. So we need a lot of guidance for our parents. But from the perspective where now we're older and um, we're sort of living our lives in different ways as adults now Mm -hmm. and having to navigate our relationships with our parents. So the first question under this is all about boundaries. The golden word. (laughs) Do you think setting boundaries with a parent is okay? Why and why not? If you think it's okay, we want you to explain. And if it's not okay, explain that too, girl. So Mm -hmm. do you want to go first? (laughs) Boy, I mean, I feel like it's fine. I think um, as you grow and as you become an adult, um, that you have to set the boundaries because parents will always think of you as their child. And I know there are some parents who are good with letting go and letting their children develop their own personality and develop their own interests. And they're fine with letting them kind of fly out of the nest, so to speak. Um, but sometimes I know for me personally, I had to set boundaries and I, it used to be like, I know this is what you don't want, but this is what I'm going to do. Um, and like, you just have to be okay with it. I remember when I turned 18 and you know, when you turn 18, you feel like, Nobody could say nothing to me now because I've grown. I have grown. <laughs> I waited for this day and the day is here and that's it. Yeah. And so, yeah, just setting certain boundaries and, and still valuing the advice, still valuing what they have to say and, and taking it into account as you make decisions. But at the end of the day, making sure that, you know, they know that the decision is still yours at the end of the day. Like I still have to make this decision for myself. Okay, so here's how I would answer that question. The boundaries thing. I feel like boundaries for even as an individual, take the dynamic of parent or child out of it. Having boundaries in general is such an important thing. Mm -hmm. And I think having boundaries as a a parent is important and having boundaries as a child is important. And this is how I will sort of um, break it down. I feel like, because now we're adults, I see a lot Mm -hmm. of my friends with children and I get to look in and see how things are. I think setting boundaries in terms of like, just having time for yourself as a parent, especially now that we're grown, like our parents have sacrificed a lot of time for us Mm -hmm. and things. So now like, now that we're grown, it's like, sometimes I tell my mom, just go be selfish buy yourself that handbag you do so much for us and you've done so much for us yeah it's it's okay to now look after yourself and sometimes say no to us you know and it's also the other way around like it's okay sometimes to put boundaries in place and be like i can't do this right now for you or i can't be here for you in this way right now as a child or saying things i have to learn how to keep to myself as well you know like having boundaries on both sides of the relationship is very important and if there's anything life has taught me as well i think it's taught me to extend a lot of grace to parents 
because as I was we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. being a parent cannot be easy being a parent must be like so hard and I feel like when when I was younger anyway I didn't get it but now I'm like whoa it's hard and the you know also navigating through it just like we are through life right now and what, yeah. right now if we look like at the future we're gonna pro- be parents one day and even just the thought of it whoa I am shaking in my boots <laughs> you know so having to extend a lot of grace to them and I feel like when it comes to boundaries it's okay to have boundaries as an individual you should have boundaries anyway yeah and absolutely. on both sides of the relationship should have boundaries I want my mom to have boundaries and you know my parents to have boundaries in a way where they're looking after themselves and not giving too much because that that's depleting and mm-hmm. I want to have boundaries as well that sort of lets our relationship go in harmony and not too chaotic and things yeah you don't want to give too much of your time sometimes you want to have a good sort of balance and that's what boundaries does so that's my take on it yeah Yeah. like Trevor Noah talks about this thing and I know it's in these questions but Trevor Noah talked about this thing called the black tax I don't know if you ever read his book born a crime girl Mm -hmm. I'm gone in (laughs) I know what the black tax is girl Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he talks about the black tax and how a lot of parents, you know, because they've raised you and they've sacrificed a lot. And I know that I've seen my parents sacrifice a lot. Um, that when you're grown, you owe them something. Like you owe them your life. It's almost like I carried you for nine months and now I raised you for 18 and now I want the rest of your life. Um, and it can become kind of taxing. It can, and how do, how do you, how would someone be able to navigate that? How do you not um, give so much of yourself when you know how much your parents have given up themselves for you? That could be a really difficult and tricky space to navigate. It really is. And I think in some cultures, it's like a cultural thing as well. It's like, mm-hmm. that's your parent. When they speak, that's final. If they have their hand on your neck and you're choking, girl, that's final. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be a cultural thing. I know in Ghanaian cultures, it's like very like strong. I, I know in a lot of Afri- African cultures, it's quite strong. Um, it's not easy, Nisha. <laughs> it's like it's like the most difficult thing, but it all in comes, which way? It's the most difficult thing because I feel like if you have a difficult parent. Yeah. doesn't take no for an answer and it's like I want your blood and that's the end of it mm-hmm. it's toxic and anything toxic is difficult to it's really difficult to um, navigate I think it will always fall back to do the best you can if you can yeah. do what you can but don't like give blood and bones in the process you know yeah do it in a way where you're also looking after yourself and if you feel like it's something you can't do, you can't do. Set the boundary. And <laughs> sometimes that may look like, you know, having to selfish. distance yourself. Yeah, yeah, it will look selfish or having to even distance yourself and like abomination. That should never happen. Like distance yourself from, you know, a parent. Mm-hmm. No, in my quarter, they'll tell you, Debbie, that's not right. Like Jaimaninka, which is like, leave it alone, let it be. And yeah. it is whatever you do, that's your parent. And it's true, that is your parent. But you don't have to give up your blood and your bones. 
in the same here though deplete to yourself where yeah i'm sure it's the same in your culture yeah as well. similar in, in some ways in terms of like that's that's your parent and it's it's more than just parents like that's family and i mean like yeah. that's family you can't turn your back on family no matter what they do no matter how they act no matter whether or not the situation is toxic it's family you know you I can't feel like turn your yeah you can't i agree to an extent yeah but i feel like if it's getting to the point where i have nothing to give and it's depleting me to a point where i'm like running dry then come on these are why we have some of these difficult conversations and say yeah. no more like we have to do it in a healthy way because you're my family and i care about you and i want to be able to maybe be there for you but if it if it's literally costing me my life then what am i doing then what are you doing and and they would be the ones to cry at your funeral. Yeah. They'd be the they'll be the ones that are like, "Oh, why didn't she say no?" Uh, oh, why didn't she slow down? Because there was a pressure that didn't allow didn't make me feel like I could slow down. I was telling someone like cuz I struggled a lot. I think it was 20 COVID happened in 2019, 2020 I came home. Like between 2020 to like 2022ish, I was really struggling a lot with like my mental health. And you'd have people like, oh, we're praying for you. Oh, read this and read that. And it's good. It honestly, I appreciate the prayers. I believe prayers are powerful. Don't stop praying, right? I appreciate it. I appreciate the books and whatever. Read this and read this and read that. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it in some ways. But at the end of the day, the struggle is mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and at you're the end the of the day- You're the one feeling it. You're the one feeling it. And I have to, decide on you know how i'm gonna approach each day and try to get better and try to feel better i have to deal with it and so nobody could tell me in those moments what i can and can't handle what i do have the capacity capacity to do and what i don't have the capacity for and people would still try to put certain things on you to make you feel like you have to do this you need to do this you need to show up here you need to do this and it's like, no, I really cannot. A lot of my energy right now is going to keep insane. And that's a lot of energy. I can't, I don't have, it looks like I have the energy because I'm not bleeding. I'm not sitting up in a hospital, but really I don't. And people, people mean well when they want to be there, but all they could do is be there in the best way that they know how. But at the end of the day, the struggle and the responsibility to move in a different Falls direction is yeah it's still it's still Falls my responsibility and uh, yeah it also emphasizes like sometimes actually being there for having been able to be strong for your family members mm -hmm. you have to be selfish because you cannot pour from from an empty cup yeah i need to strengthen myself so that when you really need me i can give you me i can be there for you but if I'm depleted to the point where I can't even, you know, look after myself, I feel like I'm running dry. I'm literally dying. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to be there for you when you really and truly need me? So mm -hmm. sometimes even boundaries, self-care, all of that is so much more even beyond just you and it being selfish. Like how? I can't. If I can't, then I can't help you. Yeah. So I have to be able to in order to be able to pour back into you. So it's it's very important and it it's sad. And I feel like these are some of the conversations a lot of people need to have. They're difficult, they're uncomfortable, they're awkward, 
But sometimes you need to sit through those difficult, uncomfortable and awkward conversations. Mm -hmm. Look at the statistics for suicide. You think it's a joke? Depression is real on so many levels. And how sad is it that sometimes it's driven by the people you, you love the most? You know, and these are real life things that really happen that result yeah. in people losing their lives. It's important. It's a big deal. So, and it goes both sides, you know, if it's coming from a child to a parent, a parent to a child, the black tax, both things are possible and both things are difficult. Mm-hmm. And you just have to get to a point where you say no is no. Like no means no, I can't, I cannot do it. I have to look after myself first. Exactly. You just have to come to that point. And I feel like sometimes people think, oh, but that, how could you do that? How is that? Listen, doing the right thing, people always say it like it's an easy thing. The right thing to do sometimes is the most difficult thing to do. Absolutely. You just have to stick to your guns and look after yourself. And as long as you feel peaceful in your heart and, you know, you're just doing something that's to protect you, that's all. Sleep mm-hmm. with no guilt whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. <laughs> and I agree 110%. Have you ever had to set boundaries with a parent? I think from the way we've both spoken, I know where this is going. <laughs> I think the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, because we touched on it a little bit in the first answer. The answer is yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I've had to set boundaries with myself to begin Mm -hmm. with. To be disciplined is not easy. Do you know my biggest boundary to myself now is I do not hit snooze. Because (laughs) if I hit snooze, that's game over. I don't hit snooze. So the boundaries, in fact, they start with me, then they progress to the people around me. So if I'm setting them with my own self. Honey, let's believe I'm setting them with everyone around me too. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so the next question then is in yeah. in your in your experience, when you set that boundary, did did your parent handle it well? Not always. Not in the beginning. And even now, like even now I still have to set certain boundaries. And it's not not always handled well because it's like, why can't you do it? And I always tell people, if I have room in my calendar, that doesn't mean that I'm available. So just because yes. there's space in my calendar, that does not mean that I'm free. Like, for me, doing nothing is doing something. Yes. Resting is doing something. And preach, I Nisha, preach. And so sometimes preach. it'll be like, well, you don't have nothing to do. No, I'm, mm. I'm doing something. And if I'm constantly going, constantly doing, constantly doing, then when will I ever have time to just rest and be and not do anything? I'm like at a place in my life where I want to practice slow a little bit. Like I want to practice moving with a little bit more ease, moving a little bit more, like taking the pace down in my life just a little bit. And I can't do it if I'm always doing something. So sometimes somebody's going to have to say no. And if I'm always like, you know, running here, running there, running here, running there for everybody else, then Nisha is being um, neglected. 
and that doesn't make sense so yeah definitely there have been times when it's not been taken well but i'm just like well i mean do you want to attend my funeral or do you want me to rest <laughs> what do you want what do you want choose yeah it sounds extreme but hey ho yeah that's how mm. it is that's yeah. how it is i agree i feel like yeah we should it's good to prioritize rest sometimes you know it's for sure to, and yeah of course boundaries won't always go it's a change it's a huge change being introduced it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable it comes with i'm getting very comfortable i have learned to get very very comfortable with things being uneasy things being awkward i'm i'm in fact i'm resting there very well yeah I'm accepting it so so be it mm -hmm. so be it because these things have to happen in order for um, growth to happen, change ain't easy. So, so be it. It's not. It's not. It doesn't go down even well with friends sometimes. And yeah, good thing I, I've accepted and I can relax right here. Yeah. It happens and it happens. Do you think it's something you have to announce to your parent or you simply implement? Hmm, this is a very good question. That's an interesting question. Like, I didn't write it. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> Okay, so me in the past, <laughs> you know how people talk about ghosting? Oh, yeah. Or like just hitting block. That's, that has, in the past, I'm trying, I'm doing better. That mm -hmm. has been my toxic trait. Like, I just implement. Yeah, really? Implement. <laughs> hey, there's no democracy here. And if here. you didn't get the memo, then that's on you. <laughs> I just implement. And I'm really learning, especially to the relationships that I value. Mm -hmm. the ones that i'm like so dear to my heart yeah that's not to say the ones that i was coward in when did they were i just didn't have i just can't like i get overwhelmed i'm like go away but now i'm like i like to communicate now i like to find a way to say it if i say it once and twice saying don't hear me what's coming next that was up to you i tried mm -hmm. okay but i don't just implement now i i have a conversation i'll say you know this and this and this so this and this and this is how i'm handling it moving forward however if it's a boundary and i've made up my mind just because i'm telling you doesn't mean i'm asking for opinion and advice it's, it's done what's done is done yeah. i'm just giving you the respect for you to know this what's coming mm -hmm. in a loving kind way but yeah. yeah yeah that's my take that's what i do now but i feel like with some people though there's always one there's always somebody that you have to implement because yes. they can't take no for no and you just have to say mm, ah, no because i'm not even going to try and have that conversation with you because some people are really committed mm -hmm. to misunderstanding you or they have an idea in their head that just can't it won't flinch so listen I'm implementing. So I feel yeah. like it comes with that comes with discernment. You need to know how to discern and sort of approach these things. Yeah. So that's what I think on that one. That's what I would do on that yeah. one. Yeah. Because I mean every situation isn't the same. Mm -hmm. I think similar to you, if it's a it's a if it's a relationship that I value, um, and I feel like the the people are close to me, then I will communicate that. And I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not the best communicator. You know what I learned about me? And I don't know if this makes me toxic. I'm so, I started online dating, right? 
And I'm like, Misha, you might be, you might be the problem. You might be, you might be Why? the one who's toxic because I ghost everybody. <laughs> I know sometimes they wake up and they're like, this girl unmatched with me. <laughs> I would just be like, you know what, I'm done. I just, I, and it's not even, there's not even, sometimes it's not even a reason why. It's just like, eh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. Oh, that's my toxic trait too, oh, girl. My, I, I think we're too comfortable in yeah. that space. When you've been single for a while, you get too comfortable. Yeah. And for me, just any <laughs> any tug and pull, anything that doesn't feel like it's in alignment, I'm quite happy to leave alone. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how much we've spoken. I'll just stop. Out of yes. <laughs> me, me too. When I'm like, oh my girl. God. We're toxic. <laughs> the problem but, is me. But yeah, no, but I'm trying to learn to communicate better. And if I if I feel like it's a boundary that's going to be very disruptive in the ebb and flow of our relationship, then I'll discuss it. But if it's a boundary that's like small, like for example, I don't normally take calls after like 9.30, right? Because one, I really try to sleep. And then we just started this like 9.30 prayer thing at church. And so it's 9.30, 10.30 on Zoom. And by then I'm like done. I'm, I'm over the day, I am done. Um, but even before that, I was like 9.30 is my cutoff. My phone goes on sleep mode. And you know, if your phone is on sleep mode, then they won't send you like your calls through and your messages through and stuff like that. So my phone is on sleep. And in the be- and I didn't announce it. Like I didn't tell my friends, like, hey, if you message me after 9.30, just FYI, my phone is on sleep, so I won't get the messages, blah, 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 blah. Like I didn't announce it. And sometimes like our friends would be like, I messaged you and you didn't message me back. Or I called you and you didn't call me back. So I'd have to say, oh yeah, I just, you know, put my phone on sleep mode because 9.30, I'm really trying to get into bed. So it depends. It depends on the boundaries. Some might make announce if it's clearly disruptive, yeah. um, but others it just it just depends. But do you know what I'm learning also now to say? There's this page I follow on Instagram. She's a psychologist, I believe. Babs knows how or something. Oh, I'll, I don't know. I'll send you. Yeah. Sometimes I think also sometimes the reason why I avoid saying things is articulation. I can't. I don't know. If it's a difficult thing, I don't know how to articulate it. Mm. And like what you were saying about online dating and just, you know, unmatching. She was saying something yesterday about just say like, you know, I, don't, I just don't think we're compatible and we're in alignment. So I feel like um, mm. I'm going to step away so that you can have a chance to meet someone that, you know, you're truly compatible with or something like that. Not that I do any dating at all. But when I saw it, I was like, oh. This is a very good way to communicate. That is a good way to communicate that. So maybe that's something you can do before you want much. <laughs> I know. I'll try. I said I'm, I'm going to do better. That's if I get back into it. Because I was like, the men in the that are for the streets are everywhere. <laughs> how drained you are. Or how, if I'm yes. like super drained in that moment or stuff, I'll be like, ah. I can't. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I can't do this. Yes. So it, I I can extend a lot of grace in terms of I understand that, but I'm also trying to do better. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm also really trying to do better and just get get the words out a bit more. Yeah, and yeah. be like you know I 
I don't like you like that. Or, you know, I mean, if it's someone I truly respect, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have the difficult conversation. But uh, not to say I don't respect those other people, though. It's just, it's just like <laughs> difficult. Some people are more difficult. Yeah. Because maybe I how agree. they handle things, or maybe they'll throw a tantrum, literally. So yes. Like, yeah. Do I really want Have you heard that, that um, uh, voice recording going around on TikTok with this guy? He's like, hi, it's Dimitri. I've called you and you didn't answer my call. And basically he's like, and I'm a quality man. I don't know if you've had some abuse in your childhood and if that's why you're running from me. But wow. I think I'm a, yes. And he's like, he violence. He's like, normally I don't call twice, but I think you're an elegant woman and any right woman who's in our right mind would be pleased to be with me. I'm like, see, this is the issue. This is why women are running. This, this is, is this the problem. Is the problem. Like, look, listen, listen to you speak. Do you know how many times? Okay, this isn't a this isn't a relationship episode, so I'm going to drop this entirely right? when we get off this this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like, huh. anyway, next question. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is codependency, parent-child relationships. This is something I feel like it's it kind of happens very naturally. We've both done psychology, so I guess we have an idea of what codependency is. And again, it can be both ways. Both the child and the parent can be codependent yes. on each other. Um, you can even suffer from codependency with siblings. You can, um, with um, friends. Mm -hmm. It happens Relate in romantic relationships. It happens. Um, how would you navigate codependency in parents? I feel like uh -huh. there's levels to it. I feel like codependency is like a spectrum. It can mm -hmm. go from, you know, little bits to full-blown, like, strong codependency. So what yeah. is, what's your take on it? I just want to kind of differentiate the difference between someone who's truly dependent on another individual, like, for their well-being, mm -hmm. and someone who's quite capable and able of doing things for themselves that they probably should be doing for themselves, but they're entirely dependent on the other person, right? So mm -hmm. like, um, like sometimes like there would be parents who, uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it, feels like it's the child's responsibility to do put certain things for them all the time. Um, and that could be a level of codependency. And then sometimes parents enable codependency in their children. And you have children that are codependent on their parents. It's such a difficult thing to navigate. And I think it's difficult because clearly the child loves the parent. And clearly the parent loves the child. And if you're in relationship with people, whether it's a parent-child relationship, a friend-friend, a romantic relationship, if you're in, in relationship with people, you're going to need them. And that's just the fact, like you're going to need people, you're going to need to rely on people. And so trying to, to figure out where is the line between, okay, you really, really need me or you leaning on me so much and I've become a crutch for you. And I've started enabling you um, not doing the things that you need to do for yourself. So I guess maybe that's what it's about. It's about enablement. Am I enabling this person in ways that are, that is just, that's dysfunctional and not um, promoting that dysfunction in their life? I think that may be the difference between 
relative real need and enablement in certain behaviors that um, just doesn't contribute to their well-being. Okay, so I'm going to read out the um, I think Misha, you've, you've literally hit everything spot on, but for people to just to get a clear understanding of what the yeah. definition of codependency is. So co codependency is a dysfunctional relationship dynamic where one person assumes the role of the giver, sacrificing their own needs and well-being for the sake of the other, the taker. Mm. And I feel like there's also an aspect of it where you feel like if you if they're not happy you're not happy yeah <laughs> so, or feeling like you're responsible for their happiness. their happiness yes yeah. it's 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 quite a complicated thing um and like i said it, it comes like a spectrum you can have codependency tendencies sometimes mm -hmm. but then there's relationships where you're full-blown codependent i feel like the, be the best way to handle this is to get psychological help go to Absolutely. therapy if you have a parent-child relationship dynamic like this, and it's not the fault of anyone, yeah. it's, it's quite a natural thing that happens between human beings, human in re human relationships. But if you feel like you know you need help for it, then it's best to go to therapy for it. That's what I'd say. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's been on and off times in my life where I felt like this as well, and. Um, I had to really make conscious effort towards it to work on it yeah. between, between my parent and I. So, yeah. And we're moving on to the final part of this episode, which is how to create healthy adult relationships with your parents. What are some of the ways an adult child can have a healthy relationship with their parents? I think we've hit the nail on the head with boundaries. Absolutely. The best way you can have healthy relationships with anybody Mm -hmm. your friends your partner your mom your dad anyone is to um have boundaries and this also applies yeah. to i feel like when we talk about parent-child relationships you know there's so many different um parent-child relationship dynamics like family backgrounds adopted family backgrounds um mm -hmm. biological single parent homes all of that boundaries will apply to every single one boundaries absolutely like that's one of the good ways to navigate yeah and like recognizing like your parent is their own person mm -hmm. and you are your own person and then appreciating their personhood appreciating that they have their own personalities their own ways of doing things their own ways of believing you know as i don't know if this is a general thing that happens but something happens when you become an adult where you almost feel like you are the parent and you almost feel like okay now <laughs> there's a shift in the air yeah where you almost feel like okay well now i don't know i don't even know how to describe it not so maybe it's not so much the parent but there's just like something different that happens in the in the relationship where it's like um now you feel like okay well you could do this different and you could do that better or you could do this different but you both you and your parent are different people completely different generations different ways of understanding the world different ways of doing things <laughs> different personalities and appreciating that difference and being okay with how that difference shows up in the relationship i think that's something i'm learning with me and my me and my mom we're different people that's okay we see the world differently 
and we can appreciate each other's differences and, and it'll be fine i feel like that's just the beauty of human relationships we're all yeah. so different but you can appreciate and be like i love you regardless like you know we're different and so yeah. things can exist and be true at the mm-hmm. same time yeah. and i feel like what you were talking about where you, like when you're older you almost feel like the parent you i think you hit the nail on the head that, by yeah. saying like it's a generational thing because i feel like as we're getting older like look at the time we're living in now and the time our parents lived in mm-hmm. you know when they were our age things are so different technology everything's so different and we're living in those we're active in those times whereas they were in the other sort yeah. of times in the past so in a way as well they're learning through our lens now because we're the ones yeah. bringing all the new hip terms at home showing them the new ipad mm. you know putting them on social media trying to get them on tiktok or whatever so i guess it gets to a point where you're like okay now i'm bringing the info yeah. i'm navigating i'm like staring the wheel in this relationship <laughs> so i guess it's also a very very much a generational thing um another thing i would say is like just extend a lot of grace i feel like when we're young we almost worship we put our parents on a pedestal yeah. and if there's anything that growing up has taught me is pedestals expectations it's actually really damaging you can't put them on a pedestal like that they're also human that we're mm-hmm. all a work in progress we're all learning as we go mm-hmm. so first of all kick that pedestal to the bin let your parents navigate and have grace towards them because it it can be really hard being a parent and also biologically people go through all these bodily changes mm-hmm. menopause Men- i've been reading a lot about menopause i feel like we should cover an episode on menopause and how much people go through jesus christ when i go through period pain and pms once a month I'm like the Hulk. You touch me, I'm ready to go big and green, raging. And I'm reading all these things, all the biological like factors, effects of menopause. And I'm mm. like, I have I see my mom through a whole different lens now. Like now I'm very more patient because I'm like, girl, you have to deal with that. That's hard. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like extending a lot of grace. Because even throughout your life, throughout different phases of your life, as your body changes, different things that that comes with, it must yeah. be very difficult. So extend a lot of grace to your parents. Absolutely. Um, and they were probably, they were like babies raising babies themselves. Exactly. They were young, you know. trying to figure out the world, trying to navigate the world. My mom had me when she was 20. Um, but she's still like, at 20, you're still figuring it out. You're still figuring out yourself out. You're still figuring life out. And still really just trying to make it. So yeah, Ex- extend grace, like you said. Yeah, you have to. You know, before when I used to hear um, people talk about like, it's probably because of menopause and things. I didn't get it. But you yeah. know, even as a, as a young woman, when people tell you, oh, she's just on her period. How rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Me. It's like, how rude. How rude. also, don't it's mess true. with me when I'm on my period. I, I've been reading so much. From, and I feel like it's like the best thing I've done for myself. Because then now I can extend so much grace to the older women around me you know it's like yeah. it's not easy Nisha they really be going through it you know I need to read up on it then I need to no you it. should and I feel like it's something that information that needs to be shared even to younger women because we have no idea and most yeah. of them the issues they've had is they've had no idea and they're having to navigate this whole different changes happening to their bodies 
So I feel like we will do an episode just for our ladies on that because I feel like it's information that's really good for people to know and like start yeah. getting it into your head now so that when you get there, you're not shocked. You're not shocked, <sighs> you know? Because that's some big shock. <laughs> <laughs> the last question for this episode is, is there ever a point when it's okay for an adult child to disconnect from their parents? Woo-wee, sweet baby Jesus. This is the controversial now, question. Yeah, as usual, I'm going to try and be as neutral as possible. I'm trying not to step on anybody's toes, but if I do, I'm sorry. This thing, I would say it's okay even to disconnect, not just parent-child relay. Sometimes disconnecting is good. Disconnect from your social media if you need to. Disconnect from your friends if you need to. Sometimes mm -hmm. some things need to break, fall apart in order to be re rebuilt. Can I get an amen, Nisha? Amen. Yes. Sometimes things amen. need to fall apart, disconnect in order for it to build. And I feel like in times when my, my relationship with my parents have had a huge turnaround, mm -hmm. it's when... It, everything is falling to absolute shambles and we've had space come back and everybody's like hey now we've all gone through you know our flaws we've all gone through our issues we're here to ready to do it bigger and better and even make it last longer you know so i yeah. feel like sometimes it's it, i think it's okay sometimes to disconnect it doesn't mean you're putting your whole parents in the bin and say oh never right. again no but sometimes it's good to Sometimes it's good to dis it's this good to disconnect. It doesn't mean you're never gonna talk to your parent again or like that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Sometimes it's just best for the sake of you and it's best for the sake of the parent and the sake of saving whatever is left of the relationship for the for the parent and the child to kind of let's almost like we're gonna go in our corner just for a while, maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe a year, I don't know. But it's sometimes we just need to go in a corner by ourselves in order to really reevaluate where we are personally, where the relationship is, is and what's happening. Me and my mom's relationship was the best when I was not living with her. I agreed. I feel like sometimes we all need space and um... I think it's a natural thing. Yeah. It's a human thing. Like solitude is a good thing. You get to navigate your brain process. You start thinking, hey, you might even turn to Einstein. In fact, better than <laughs> Einstein. You come up with all sorts of yes. different ideas. Solitude breeds all sorts of different things. And yeah. it's good. It's self-care. Solitude is essential to your self-care. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes disconnecting is good. And like I said, not even just with parent relationships. It applies everywhere. Yeah. And if all two people are doing the work and you come back together having done the work, it's easier to navigate. And even if only one person is doing the work, you still come back to the relationship with better tools and you're better able to navigate the situation and you know, whatever the situation requires in that moment, you're able to give that situation that thing. So yeah, I think disconnection can be a beautiful thing. You know, realistically speaking, like there are people that have had to completely cut off ties, like have had to completely sever and cut off ties. And if that's necessary, then that's necessary too. Absolutely. Mm. Especially when you think of like everyone has different experiences. Some yeah. have like, abuse, all sorts of different things. Like 
do what you need to do. Yeah. Do what you need to do. But that's not saying put the whole parent in the bin, please. We no. thank you. Don't go and do that. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we shall see you in the next episode. Bye.